Friends, let me invite you to open your Bible to Isaiah chapter 43. We are going to read verse 19, and this is the message from the prophet for us, God's people, for today. Isaiah 43, verse 19. God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thus says the Lord, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Friends, God is doing a new thing. Can you see it? Can you see it? This is a new season for us at Timberlake Church. Uh, new people are coming. Former friends are coming back. New ministries are emerging. Old ministries are being renewed. There is growth. There is energy. There is new life because God is doing a new thing. And I wonder, can you see it? Can you see it? When you come and participate in the ministries of this church, do you see the new thing that God is doing? Over the last few years, we've experienced growth. Uh, there have been, on average, 200 more people on a Sunday now than there were just a few years ago. God is bringing people into this ministry. During this last uh, three years, we've received 180 new members. Uh, we have baptized 60 people, including two more this morning at the, at the modern service. 60 people have been claimed as disciples of Jesus Christ, men and women and youth and children, because of the ministry of this church. Friends, if that doesn't make you excited, it's time to check your pulse. All dozens and dozens of people being reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We continue to be a mission church. We're feeding more and more people every month. We're feeding them here at the fill-in station food pantry. We're feeding them through our backpack ministry. We're feeding them at Parkview in Lynchburg. We've been to Puerto Rico multiple times. We've been to Lumberton, North Carolina, and we are blessing and serving our neighbors in those places. We are continuing to do Christmas blessings every year. We give gifts to children who are in need. Our yarn connection and the, uh, the peacemakers are making beautiful handcrafted blankets and, and prayer shawls and things like that to bless our neighbors in need and let them know that Timberlake Church loves them, that Jesus loves them. Our financial giving has increased. Over the last three years, our financial giving has increased in this church by 50%. Okay, get your head around that for a second. That, that's exciting. That's because of your generosity, right? Because you have given generously to the ministry, because you believe in our mission to reach and feed and release people. That, I mean, I know that's just a number, but just put, apply it to your household for a second. Imagine if your household income increased by 50%. That would be huge, wouldn't it? Imagine the, the kind of resources you would have and the things you could accomplish with those kind of resources. Well, the same is true in the church. When our giving goes up that much, we're able to do so much more and so much more deeply for the people in this ministry and for the people in this community. And so we're able to fund and to give resources to senior adult ministry and to Avonlea's Angels care for infants and toddlers and to our students and to life groups and on and on, friends, music and worship and, and everything we do here is resourced because you have given to it. Okay, so all this growth, all this goodness is happening for just two reasons and only two reasons. I want you to understand this today. The two reasons that this church is flourishing is number one, God is good. And number two, you are open to the new thing that God wants to do. That's the only reason 
for anything that is good happening in the life of this church is because God is good and because you are open to what God wants to do. You see, you might say, well, doesn't God want to bless every church? Yes, God wants to bless every church. God is working for the good of every church, but not every church is equally open to the movement of the Holy Spirit. Some churches are more open than others. Some churches say, oh, no, thank you, God. We've got this. We'll do it our way. And other churches say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Now, which kind of church are we going to be? We're going to be the church that says, here we are, Lord. You do with us what you would have us do, and we'll respond to you. God says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is doing a new thing. Can you see it? Can you see it? Friends, welcome to the last installment of our series. It's called Changed. And during August, we've been talking about the challenge and the blessing of the changes that God wants to do in our lives. And we call it changed because we said that change is inevitable, but being changed is optional. And whether or not we open ourselves to what God wants to do is really a matter of our, our willingness to surrender to what God has for us in this life. And so what I want to talk to you about today is not only change in your life and my life, but change in our corporate life together as a church. The changes that God is leading and doing right now in the life of Timberlake United Methodist. I want you to be clear with me today, friends. We have an amazing opportunity in front of us. We are on the edge of something great. We have seen the fruit of God's faithfulness in this church. And I believe that God wants to continue to use you the people called Timberlake, to reach new people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, yes, that does mean there will be changes. There will be some things that we have to do differently or ways we have to talk or be differently with each other. But these changes are good and they are beautiful and they are right. They are right because they're from God. Friends, last year, the leadership body of Timberlake, the church council, uh, they commissioned and, and nominated a vision team, a 12-member team of men and women to discern God's future for this church. And that team, uh, that vision team was asked to discover and create a plan, a five-year ministry plan for the life of this church. The members of this vision team, maybe you would recognize some of these names, Nancy Farley, Julie Polk, Steve Lacey, Gary Marple, Justin Bradley, Katina Shepard, Dennis Booker, Susan Brandt, Trey Woolwine, Bethany Lasky, Jeremy Drinkard, and myself. Last year, together, we entered into a spiritual process. We prayed together, and we read the Bible together, and we listened together for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we also listened to you. We listened not only to God, but we listened to you. And we met one-on-one -on -one with some of you and interviewed you and, about Timberlake. And what are the great things about Timberlake? And we came to some of your life groups and we asked questions to help us understand what do you see as our future. And we had a Wednesday night dinner here uh, at the church and we asked you, tell us about all the good things about Timberlake. And we asked you, what are your wildest dreams for our future? And so we heard from you and we heard from God. We heard God speak about our future and so we began to write down the vision and put it on paper and then we took it back to the church council and the church council said yes 
This is who we are. This is who we are called to be. And if you will remember, some of you were here back in February. We shared this vision with you. And we said, this is our dream. This is God's dream for the next five years of our ministry together. And we shared it with you. So today I want to remind you of that vision. Or those of you who have come since February, this may be your first taste of it. And so I've got a video for you, a little vignette that is the members of our vision team sharing with you the vision that God has given to us. So please listen for what God is saying to Timberlake. Timberlake brothers and sisters, God has given us a mission to reach, feed, and release people to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And now we have a vision about how we're going to live out that mission in the world for the next five years. We will reach. We will reach. We will. We will reach. We will reach the families in our community with excellent children and student ministries. We will strive to become the preeminent children's and student ministry in Lynchburg. We will. We will feed. We will feed. We will feed people spiritually through life groups. We will. We will. We will release. We will release people through their life groups into mission in our community and the world. Every Timberlake person will participate in a life group. We will. We will. We will feed. We will feed the hungry people in our community. We will address the issue of food insecurity. We will organize and expand our current feeding ministries with an emphasis on releasing our people to the places where hunger exists. We will. We will reach. We will reach. We will reach and feed people by creating space on campus specifically for hospitality, student ministry, children's ministry, and feeding ministry. We will reach. We will reach. We will reach new people by planning a satellite campus of Timberlake. We will begin with site research, hiring a campus pastor, recruiting and training, planning families, and releasing the entire process to God through prayer. My friends, this is the dream. This is the vision that God has given us. I am so excited about what ministry looks like for us for the next five years. So come dream with us, come pray with us, come work with us, and let's see together what God can do. Friends, God is doing a new thing, and I wonder if you can see it. I wonder if you can see it. The vision is big. I want to acknowledge it's big, but that's because God is big. God, we serve a bold and huge, enormous God. The vision is new because God is a God of new life. But notice with me, it's not disconnected from who we have already been. In fact, even though there is something new, it's more like renewed because the things that we are envisioning and that God has put on our hearts are the things that have always been a part of Timberlake Church. And so we're dreaming of becoming more of who we've always been. We've always been a mission church. We've always been a church for children. We've always been a church that reaches new people. Now, we've created a card for you this morning. It's in your bullets, and I want to ask you to pull it out right now and look at the top. It says, Our Vision. And we're going to unpack this piece by piece, and I want you to know it, and I want you to learn it, and I want you to invest in this uh, to the degree that God has called you to invest in it. So, friends, God is doing a new thing, and see, first with children and students. And by the way, these are in no particular order. But I want you to read this out loud with me, okay? See where it says children and students? Let's read together. We will reach the families of our community through excellent children's and student ministry. We will strive to become the preeminent children's and student ministry in Lynchburg. 
Friends, God is doing a new thing with children and students. We have always loved children at Timberlake. In fact, we've created a new summer program as of last year called Fusion, where we are bringing children from children's ministry into student ministry. And I've got a picture for you of the children and the students at Fusion. This is, we went to Snowflex up on the mountain this summer. It was crazy hot, but look at all the kids and look at their enthusiasm for being part of the ministry of this church. We are imagining reaching more and more children and youth with the gospel of Jesus. And our vision is to be the best, to be the preeminent ministry with children and students in Lynchburg. In the book of Deuteronomy, God gives instructions to his people about the importance of teaching his word to the next generation. Look at this. God said, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Friends, in other words, communicating the the word of God is a lifestyle. It's something that we must do all the time when we stand up and when we sit down, when we eat and when we sleep. And it is our call to teach them to our children. Uh, We know that people who come to faith are much more likely to do it under the age of 18. And so we want to have excellent children in student ministry. Okay, second, God is doing a new thing when it comes to our discipleship. Read this out loud with me. Ready? We will feed people spiritually through life groups. We will release people through their life groups into mission in our community and the world. Every Timberlake person will participate in a life group. The best way that I know how for people to be discipled, to learn how to follow Jesus, is to meet with other people who are interested in the same thing, for prayer and for studying the scripture and for mutual encouragement and accountability. And so our name for that is life groups. You can call it a hundred different things. It's, it's small groups, it's cell groups, it's Bible studies. The core is the same. It's about how do we learn how to follow Jesus and we know it happens better when we do it together. So our vision is for every one of you to be in a life group. Our goal is for every one of you to have a discipleship experience where you are being strengthened in your faith in Jesus through your group. Pastor Matt and I need to invite you to take some responsibility for your own spiritual journey, okay? When you add up all the people who are part of Timberlake Church, members and constituents, it's about 2,000 people, okay? That means there's 2,000 of you, and there's one of Pastor Matt, and there's one of me. That means he and I cannot be in all of your homes all the time. But you can encourage one another, and you can teach one another. And you don't need Pastor Matt and me to be there holding your hand. You just need your brothers and your sisters. So please, please, please get in a life group. We envision life groups as a launch pad for missions. Okay, our, Again, our church is too big for there to be a single project where everyone can participate. And so you ask yourself, what is God calling me to do in my life? What is God calling me and my life group to do together? And then go do it. Go, don't wait for me to tell you. You go. You go to where God is calling you and leading you and be in mission. Ask yourself, who's God calling us to bless? The author of the letter to the Hebrews encourages us, let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together. See, friends, it's in the meeting together that we learn how to love and we are encouraged, we are provoked to do good work for the kingdom of God. Third, God is doing a new thing when it comes to missions. Okay, read this with me. Ready? We will feed hungry people in our community. 
We will address the issue of food insecurity. We will organize and expand our current feeding ministries with an emphasis on releasing our people to the places where hunger exists. Friends, Timberlake has always had a desire to serve God, and the heart of that service has really been about food. We love to eat, but we also love to feed our neighbors. And the vision team began to count the number of ministries we have that are around feeding. And it got to be 12 and 15, and we realized, wow, that's who we are. We love to eat, and we love to feed. And so we want to feed one another spiritually in our life groups, but we also want to feed our neighbors who are hungry in their bodies and in their souls. So, so this is the vision, that we would be a feeding church. Imagine if on the Wednesday night dinners that we host, if we had as many guests as we had church members. Imagine the kind of church that we would be. Imagine if the people who first came to Timberlake through the food pantry also began coming to worship on Sunday morning and were baptized in this church. And by the way, that's, that's begun happening, that the people who first came to receive help experienced a church here that is so warm and so loving and so compassionate and so non-judgmental that they said, I can be at home in this church. Friends, that's the vision, that we are reaching new people, that we can feed these people. But we're not going to wait only for people to come to us. Yes, they'll come to us, but also we need to go to where people are. So we're going to go to where there are hungry people, and we're going to bring food. One of the ways we're doing that is with our blessing boxes. We built the first one. It's right out here at the edge of the parking lot, but we're going to spread these around throughout the community. And the life groups are helping to build them and to help stock them. And when someone's hungry, they can just stop by and grab what they need. Friends, we want to deal with the causes of hunger as well as the symptoms. And so we're going to look at what are the reasons for food insecurity in our community and what can we do about it. In the Gospel of John, Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The vision is to feed bodies and also to feed souls, to offer them Christ to offer people the grace of Jesus Christ. Fourth, friends, God is doing a new thing when it comes to ministry space. Okay, read this with me. Ready? We will reach and feed people by creating space on campus, specifically for hospitality, modern worship, student ministry, children's ministry, and feeding ministry. Friends, we have so many wonderful resources in this church, people resources, faith finances, spiritual gifts. The one resource that we seem to butt up against because it's so limited, space. We are out of space for so many of our ministries. So here's a picture of what it looks like out here in the hallway on Sunday morning. And isn't it great? There's a crowd and people want to have coffee and they want to talk with each other, but there's just hardly room for it. And if you're friends with the fire marshal, invite him to go to church somewhere else because if the fire marshal comes here, we're in big, big trouble right? We, we just, we're crowded, we're crammed in when it comes to hospitality. One of our, our core values is hospitality. We need to be able to offer it to those who come. We need more space in modern worship. Here's a picture of the modern worship service in the zone. We can fit 230 chairs in the modern worship space. This morning, we had 250 people in that room. Friends, we are out of space in the modern worship service. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Children are coming and senior adults are coming and people in between. And there's, there's veteran disciples and new believers who are coming. But we are practically at the point of saying, sorry, 
There's no seat for you. There's no room for any more chairs. We've squeezed in as many as we can squeeze. We need more room for modern worship at Timberlake. We need more and better room for our students. Right now, our students are limited to two very modest classrooms. Here's a picture of the, some of the girls in Hughes Hall. So this is not one of their rooms. that They didn't really have enough room in their classroom for them on this day during Fusion. So these are the middle school girls. Okay, notice how many there are. Okay, not picture to the middle school boys, not picture to the high school girls, not picture to the high school boys. Okay, this is just middle school girls. Okay, the, the two tiny classrooms we have for the students is, is not enough. Our, our kids deserve more space. They need more space so they can continue to do their ministry. Our children's ministry has outgrown their space. Uh, we've had to add rooms on Sunday morning for the nursery. We're busting out of that. Babies are just coming out of the woodwork around here, right? Uh, we've had to add classrooms for Faith Club on Wednesday nights and for Children's Church on Sunday mornings. Our fill-in station has outgrown its current space. Uh, we have approximately 20 to 30 families we feed three times a month on Mondays at our food pantry. And they come, and we have this teeny little space where we have to uh, unpack the food and put it on shelves and break down the cardboard boxes and usher 20 to 30 families through this tiny little space. Uh, we have neighbors who have accessibility challenges, and we've asked them to go through these narrow hallways, dragging oxygen tanks, go up and down stairs, and it's, it's just difficult. The, the space does not reflect our love for our neighbors. You see, our love is huge, but, but the space is tiny and cramped. By the way, this is the old parsonage. This is where the pastor used to live. Praise Jesus. Anyone? Where the pastor used to live. Not anymore. Not anymore. But now we use it for mission. And it's, we, man, we make the, we squeeze it, right? We squeeze every single drop of ministry out of that space. But we're just, we're just past, past it at this point. And we're at the point now where people love to come to Timberlake. So they'll call us and they'll say, hey, my kids are hungry. Can you help? And we'll say, we'll be glad to. We'll make an appointment for you in two weeks or in three weeks from now. I want you to think about what that would be like if you were the parent of a hungry child and you called and asked for help and they said, well, just wait three weeks. <laughs> That's not going to work. The kids are hungry now. The kids aren't going to wait three weeks to eat. And so wouldn't it be amazing if we could be open every Monday, if we could welcome everyone who comes and not by appointment, but just show up. You know, friends, poverty doesn't run on a nice, neat schedule. So it'd be great if we could say, if someone calls, yes, come Monday. Come this Monday and we will feed you. 1 Peter chapter 2 says, Like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay, I want to acknowledge this morning, what we're talking about with space, it's just bricks and mortar. That's it. There's nothing spiritual about this building at all. It's just a building. But when we use it as ministry space, it becomes a place where we are being built into a spiritual house. There's something spiritual happening inside the building, and that is the ministry of Jesus Christ. And that is where you come in, friends, to make this difference. So what I want you to know right now is the Timberlake Church Council, the leadership group of this church, is doing the work right now of prayer and discernment and a conversation to figure out what would it take for us to have all the space that we need for these kinds of ministries, for things like hospitality and modern worship and student ministry and children's ministry and for feeding. Fifth, God is doing a new thing when it comes to growth. Read this with me, ready? 
We will reach new people by planting a satellite campus of Timberlake. We will begin with site research, hiring a campus pastor, recruiting and training planting families, and releasing the entire process to God through prayer. Some of you will remember, friends, uh, a church called Timberlake East, where we went and partnered with another congregation called Mount Olivet, and we sent money, and we sent a pastor, and we sent resources and people, and we tried to help a church that was struggling to, to not die, but, but to thrive. And we learned a lot of lessons, things to do, and things not to do. What I want to say to you today is this is not that. This is not that same thing. We're dreaming of something new. Uh, we, are, we want to plant a second campus of Timberlake. So we would be one church at two campuses. You see, not every church has a good, healthy DNA like we do. We have this good, healthy Holy Spirit DNA that needs to be replicated. And so we imagine going into our community somewhere and reaching new people by having another campus. Not, not for the purpose of propping up a struggling church, but for the purpose of reaching new people with the gospel. Jesus commanded his followers, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Okay, so we're called, friends, to go into all the world. But what if we start with Bedford? Or what if we start with Forest? Or what if we start with in the city of Lynchburg, right? These are places where there are people who need to hear the gospel. And we could go there and we could do what we do so well with worship and with life groups. And we could reach people in those places. Friends, this is the vision. This is the vision. We have put it on cardstock for you for a reason. Please, please, please take this with you when you leave here today. I'm going to ask you to put it on your refrigerator in your kitchen or on the mirror in your bathroom somewhere where you will see it every day of your life because I want you to be reminded every day of your life that God is doing something new and I want to ask you to pray. Pray that God's will is done in this church. Not Pastor Brad's will, not your will. God's will and that we would be clear about the vision from God, what God has for us. I'm going to ask you to imagine with me the future. Imagine what God can do when we release all our resources to God's care. I'm going to ask you to tell someone about this. Tell a neighbor or a friend or a family member and say, hey, there's something great happening in my church, and come and be a part of it. And finally, I'm going to ask you to participate in this. Whichever part of this vision stirs you, jump into with both feet and if there's some part of this vision you hate that's okay that's all right you don't have to love it all just pick the one thing that just stirs you and say, you say yes and get involved and some of you have already done that so let me say thank you a lot of you have already given your life to the ministry of this church and again because of God's goodness and your commitment that's why we're here today so I'm thankful I'm thankful for you last thing I want to show you is a picture of a sign the sign says, you are now entering the mission field. Anybody recognize that sign? Anybody know where you might find that sign? Right out here at the edge of the parking lot. When you drive out of our parking lot and onto Greenwell Court, this is the sign that you see, and it says, you are now entering the mission field. Friends, we gather here in the sanctuary in the safe place to worship and to encounter the living God. But we don't stay here, right? It's tempting to stay here because, man, it's safe and it's comfortable. But Jesus says, no, go. Go out into the world. And so every Sunday, we are going to send you out into the world to reach people, to feed people, to release people so that we together and this whole world might be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Friends, this is the vision. This is what God has laid on our hearts. God is doing a new thing. Can you see it?